WCSG Backstage gives you access to your favorite WCSG DJs from your family-friendly morning show, the most music for your middays, and the ride home. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Steve. I'm Kathy. And this is WCSG Backstage. Welcome to WCSG Backstage. This episode, things we loved as a kid that our adult selves just can't get behind. We'll do What the What, Tell Me Something Good, and we finally put Kathy through Don't Think, Just Answer. (laughs) And of course, we have a deep cut. So this has been making the social media rounds. What is something you loved as a kid, but you can't stand as an adult? What do you say? Okay, well, I was thinking about this and I liked a lot of sweets as a kid, Mm. but I still like them. So I have a little more self-control now. So I was thinking about it a little bit more. And as a teenager, I loved soap operas, Mm. specifically General Hospital. Sorry, sorry, Mom, I wasn't supposed to watch. Um, And yeah, so I was like really addicted to those soap operas. I would run home from school and, you know, turn it on and wouldn't miss an episode. And now I hate them so much. And if I catch a glimpse of one of them, I get sucked back in immediately. I think it's the mind control factor that I hate so much now, you know? And I still know, like, all the characters, if I catch just a second of it, I know exactly what's happening. Yeah, I took a half day last week, I think it was, and so I was home at 1 o'clock, and I had watched, like, the noon news, and then at 1 o'clock on the nose, you hear this theme song, like, Sands or the Hourglass, so are the days of our lives. That was another one. And it was the same, like, Allison, whatever her name is. Sweeney. Yes, she has been on there forever and yep. ever and ever yes yes she sure does wow yeah that's interesting age. well kind of spinning off of that uh, my kid thing that i enjoyed as a kid but don't that i can't stand as an adult was actually getting sick mm. now the reason why soap operas <laughs> tie into that is because getting sick as a kid meant no school i got to sleep right. in i could lay around of course price is right uh-huh. i had endless bowls of minute rice because that was the one thing i knew how to make as a kid <laughs> uh but then also like you know i remember as soon as price is right was over then we had news then we had soap operas <laughs> and i would go figure something else to do until all the talk shows came on mm-hmm. like sally jesse oh, raphael yeah. oh, yes. and ricky lake ricky lake all that stuff <laughs> but then also my mom I'm going to take care of me now as an adult there are things in my life that don't care if I'm sick or That's not. True. Like I still have to stick right. to a schedule. Nobody to take care of me, which is fine. Uh, but <laughs> also like uh, just the idea that it's a major inconvenience a lot of times to mm-hmm. be sick as an adult because Absolutely. you maybe can't get to work or whatever else it happens to be. So Mine is something that kind of could make you sick. Um, when I was a kid, <laughs> I loved buffets. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and now yeah. I'm not a huge fan of them. I think because I worked at one for two years and um, you learn a lot about this one particular buffet. I don't want to put all of them in a bad light because I'm sure there are some that are really good. Mm. But the one I worked at, everything came out of like a bag. (laughs) It was powdered. You mixed it with water, like the cheese from the macaroni and cheese and the gravy, like everything. There was this one big sink in the back that had very, very, very hot water. So you would fill this pitcher with the very hot water, mix it with the powdered stuff, and you had cheese or gravy or mashed potatoes. So the one mix made three different things? 
mix? No, it was three different mixes. Oh, okay. But the same base <laughs> same with the same hot, hot water. water. Hot yeah. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then just knowing the procedure in which you switched out the old food and the new, mm. like the new goes on the bottom, the old goes on the top, but mm. you just never know like that middle section if it ever really gets <laughs> right. eaten. So Ugh. I'm just wow. not, not a fan. Maybe so. I'm not now either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there are some that are much, much better, like pizza. Like you can see if the pizza is good or sure. not. Right. So I feel like a great plot for a new soap opera would be set in a buffet. A buffet. <laughs> Instead of sand in the hourglass, it'd be like like the powder in the mix. Yes. I don't know. I don't know. With these giant long whisks. <laughs> like you always had to make sure you had one clean at all times. Okay, so I had a hard time with this. Yeah. I was thinking about the things that I loved as a kid and I thought of most of them very fondly yeah but i will say um maybe soft drinks like okay. i don't i haven't drank like pop like carbonated mm. you know very sugary drinks in several years and when i do now i'm like it makes me pucker i'm like yeah. oh wow that's much. really sweet yeah. yeah so i'm not super drawn to that anymore and i think that there was a little phase as a kid when i was into building models Oh, yeah. Um, and I kind of can't stand the idea of that <laughs> now. Instead, you put together Ikea furniture. Yeah, that's Yeah, that is kind of the adult version yeah. of it. And I hate that, too. I was going to say, maybe that's why you hate that, <laughs> that now. Could because... be. Yeah, but it's just because the patience yeah. that's required. I just, I don't know. Like, I've got to actually have a shorter attention span than I had when I was nine. Because you got real things to do a now. scary. Okay. Like, you know, adult things Thank to you. do. Or like when TV you're in, shows to watch. When you're yes, adult, right, you make right. the choice to do those things when you're a kid you'd i mean that's like, true right, yeah. when you're a kid you're just like i have to be bored or do this yes. right what the what all right some really crazy stuff happens each and every day so it's time to shine a spotlight on that crazy stuff with what the what jeremy you go first <laughs> all right so for my what the what heading to mackinac island more specifically to the saint anne's catholic church mm -hmm. uh now this start story started earlier this winter when a administrative assistant discovered some tipped over plants in the church and that an antique crucifix was on the floor along with a shattered figure of jesus oh no now they thought that maybe just maybe there happened to be some vandals that happened to break in but of course it's on Mackinac Island mm -hmm. so right. the suspect list is pretty short right. well it turns out that the church's maintenance engineer happened to notice that there was a squirrel sitting on top of the church piano and was most likely the suspect well they chased him out and while they were grateful that the squirrel didn't attack the statue of Mary or happened to tip over the lit sanctuary candle because oh, that yeah. could have really gone oh, bad no. uh, they had to figure out what to do with the figure of Jesus this dated back to like 1900s oh, wow. and so they went online to try and see if they could figure out a way to maybe find a replacement but that ended up with a bunch of dead ends well it turns out and this is kind of where it almost flips from a what to what to like a tell me something good mm -hmm. uh the maintenance engineer jim actually is an unsuspecting hero because he has an art degree and he took the pieces of the broken figure and was able to plaster jesus back together oh, wow and uh, but he doesn't know how to paint however the administrative assistant who found all this at the beginning is also an artist and a painter so she repainted jesus and the end of the story is that this whole thing is all put back together and it's hanging back on the church wall and everything is good to go. Just in wow. time for Easter. Cool. And I thought, yeah, yeah what a kind right. of interesting metaphor that during Absolutely. this Easter season that this statue of Jesus has been resurrected to be placed back on the wall in the Whoa. church. So there you wow. go. <laughs> That's awesome. I love that story. 
So I think all of us have had occupations where maybe our job wasn't our favorite. And so it's like, you know what? It's just time for me to not do this anymore. And maybe you had a parting of ways with your boss that wasn't the most friendly, but you still have to figure out how to get your final paycheck. Well, (laughs) for a guy in Georgia, he quit his job. He and his boss didn't get along, but he's like, I still need to get paid. It was $915 that he was owed. And for most of us, that would be a lot of money. Well, his employer finally did pay by dumping 91,000 pennies at the end of his driveway. What? And not only did he just dump the pennies there, the guy who was owed the money thinks that they were covered in power steering fluid. So they're all greasy and gross. That's so mean. They checked with the labor department and they said, is this okay? Like, could my, is this okay to do? And the labor department's like, well, money is money. Right. So it's fine. And when the former boss was asked, did you do this? The guy says, I don't really remember. (laughs) It doesn't matter. He still got paid and that's all that matters. Like, would you remember? Like you had to count out how many thousand? 91,500 pennies. So what has happened is the guy's name is Andre. He has a girlfriend named Olivia. So every night they spend time at the end of the driveway. They're cleaning up the pennies so they can put them through a penny sorting machine and take them to the bank and get them in the account. Um, So that has taken them a lot of time but it's been kind of a fun bonding experience and they have found some like really unique pennies and Mm. ones that are not available much in circulation so that's been kind of fun but they really would have just preferred a check i bet so yeah i I might have missed it what industry at what like what kind of a job oh the guy he left? worked at the automotive shop oh. so it was oh, a, okay. that's why they were greasy yeah I feel like that's this is pettiness level like three thousand yeah well yeah. it For could sure. be that that boss you know just when they detail the cars comes across pennies <laughs> just throws them <laughs> in know? a wheelbarrow yeah, yeah. It's like, i'll pay somebody with this someday <laughs> and he finally had to wait till it got to be 915 dollars yes. right. worth Man. so yeah he got his money but kind of in a nasty way mm. so. For sure. Mm. So this takes place in Thailand. Um, uh, Her name is Siporn Nyamrin, and she was a resident of this little town in Thailand. She was walking along the beach after a rainstorm, and as she was walking, she discovered a strange lump. It's about a foot wide and two feet long, and it resembled a rock with an off-white color with brown patches. And she saw, hmm, there's some beauty in that. And it looked just like a rock, and most people would just kind of leave it kind of smelled like fish. I mean, it was on a beach. So um, most people just kind of ignore it. But she thought, I'm going to take this misshapen blob and see if this might be worth a few bucks. So she picked up this 15 pound object, carried it back to her house. And she's very glad that she did because when she got home, she showed it to her neighbors and they said, the consistency and the discovery of the location indicates that it's whale vomit a big (laughs) chunk of whale puke yeah so most people wouldn't be too happy about that but this was very exciting news to her because whale vomit also known as ambergris is an incredibly precious commodity it's widely used as an ingredient in the most expensive perfumes and as such it can sell for a pretty penny so to check if this was genuine, genuine bona fide whale upchuck is what it says, uh, Namrin and her neighbors held a match to the lump and the, the material quickly began to melt 
and um, as they moved the flame away, it would re-solidify. And that's what ambergris does. So she was like, okay, this is worth something. And they had it estimated. And it looks like the pile of puke is worth more than $250,000. Wow. I know. And it's not even the highest valued whale puke out there, which one poor fisherman found one that was worth $3 million. (gasps) What? Yeah, so... I know, right? Is that be just because the difference in size yes. or consistency? Whoa. Yes. The bigger the pile, the more precious the puke. So yeah. a 15 pound hunk of whale puke, puke yes. is 200 what? $50,000. Wow. So yeah. multiply that times, Jeremy's doing some math. Yeah. I've reached my limit. <laughs> you said $3 million? Yeah, it was like $3.5 million. So it'd be like 210 pounds. Oh, yeah. That's like a, a man. A yeah. man sized pile, pile of vomit. You <laughs> have to know what you're looking for. Wow. That is, and how, and like, was it found real far inland or like close on well, the he shore? Was a, he was a fisherman. I don't know the story about that one, but no, the, 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 the one lady, that you brought, yeah. It was like, it was after a rainstorm, so it was up on oh. the shore. So she kind of like stumbled across it and was like, I want, you know, I'm going to see what this is worth. So, something yeah. just occurred to me. Yeah. So Jonah. He arrived in Nineveh as a very expensive person. Exactly. That's why they listened to him. He's covered in this stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe it probably smelled really good. I guess if it's based. Yeah. How do you even discover like? Okay, first of all, like what that is when you see it. And second of all, like, oh, this is valuable for perfume. How do you figure that out? I know. Who Same person who looked at a lobster and said, yep, that probably tastes good. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Let's boil that guy. (laughs) All right. Uh, Okay. Well, mine is also from the Wild Kingdom. An Arctic walrus. Uh, is living out the pandemic travel dreams that he had after he fell asleep on an iceberg to wake up on the shores of Ireland just in time for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. So this just happened last month. Um, It was the Sunday before St. Patty's Day. Five-year-old Murian Hollihan and her father, Alan, were walking along the beach of Valencia Island in County Kerry. Uh, And the young girl pointed out a blubbery beast in the distance her dad first thought it was a seal but then he noticed the massive size and the trunks (laughs) he's like we have a walrus here and uh they're extraordinarily rare to the irish coastline but how the young wallace traveled to the emerald isles up for debate a marine biologist believes he fell asleep on an iceberg drifted off and then he was like too he was gone too far out in the (laughs) mid-atlantic yeah so he was just like (laughs) Yeah, I see a rainbow. I think I'm going to look for a pot of gold. I don't know. This is a walrus. Um, this is a walrus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I feel um, terrible for him. Like He's I know. away from his so friends far. and family. I feel like this is going to be turned into a kid's book at some point. Maybe so. <laughs> yes, you know? write oh, that. Let's think of a name for this walrus. Yeah. He arrived, no doubt, exhausted and famished, just like any traveling tourist. Did he get some would bangers be. and mash? Yes, probably. <laughs> the good news is they they waved him through customs. You oh, know, good. even though he didn't have his passport, <laughs> he didn't they have were his like, real ID. So fine. Are they planning to return him back to like where he came from? Don't know. I think oh. maybe there's a new addition to the the uh, Dublin Zoo. Okay. Who knows? <laughs> you have to protect this guy at all costs. He's right. already had a rough journey. Exactly. For sure. Can't just let him be on his own that's funny <laughs> don't think 
All right. Well, on occasion, we play Don't Think, Just Answer. It's a quick game where you get about 60 seconds to answer as many short answer questions as possible. It's a great way to get to know us a little bit more. And Kathy, you're a little new around here. You haven't had the pleasure of playing this game, so we wanted to take a moment and do that. So we'll give you a three, two, one countdown. Okay. 60 seconds on the clock. I'm We're so just going to go through. First, though. Can we get a review on who holds the record? Who's got the highest score oh, on this? I, I don't think even that know. that got demolished with the old building. Oh, but is there a right or okay. wrong? I mean, I just no. say no. It's just what top of your head. Yeah. You well, want to try and make it as accurate? Truth. Yeah. yeah, it is a little truth based. <laughs> Although I feel Uh-oh. like we have had people over time. Like I'm just gonna pick the first right. one, whether it's yeah. true or not. Just I'll do my best to be honest. Trying to be fast, have some yeah. integrity here. Okay. I think Stephen Curtis Chapman, like he, he was, he was really high on the list. Well, the other thing is when we were doing it over Zoom, we gave each other a little extra time. There was some delay, oh, so okay. we might just have to scrap all the previous uh, scores and start mm-hmm. over, okay. so we'll have to see. I'm excited to not think. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. don't think, just the answer. So you, me. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it in show order. Jeremy, Amanda, Steve, Jeremy, okay. Amanda, Steve. All right. All right, three, two, one. Michigan or Washington? Washington. Tom and Jerry or Ben and Jerry? <laughs> Tom and Jerry. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. Apples or blueberries? Blueberries. Laundry or dishes? Laundry. Subway tokens, Chuck E. Cheese tokens, or non-fungible tokens? <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. Singing or dancing? Singing. Perfect teeth or perfect hair? Teeth. Warthog, hedgehog, or groundhog spelled H-A-W-G? <laughs> groundhog. Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. Purse or backpack? Purse. Coffee with cream or coffee with sweetener? Sweetener. Uh, mm-hmm. Peeps or candy corn? Candy corn. Flowers or trees? Flowers. Toucan Sam, Lucky the Leprechaun, or Cap'n Crunch? Cap'n. Skydiving or bungee jumping? Skydiving. Board game or video game? Board game. Conan the Barbarian or Conan (laughs) O'Brien? O'Brien. Time travel or space travel? Time. Bagel or English muffin? Bagel. Emily Blunt, James Blunt, or James Bond? Emily. (laughs) All right. That was a lot. I feel like in the past, maybe we must have done 30 seconds because that felt really (laughs) long. That was really long. I did a minute, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I got through seven. You have to edit seven. out the Washington one because I'm going to get in trouble. No. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's always all in the truth. So 21. Yeah. Good job. All good right. job, Kathy. Thanks. Thanks. Tell me something good. All right, let's spread a little of that good news with Tell Me Something Good. Steve, what'd you bring? Okay, well, let's take a look here. Jennifer Williams wants students to love reading the way she did as a child. It's not one of those things she loved as a child and doesn't Mm -hmm. love anymore. She still loves it. So back in 2017, she decided to give away one million books to people in her small town of Danville, Virginia. And she has thus earned the nickname The Book Lady. Hmm. She says reading can take you anywhere. You can travel in time and space. If you can read, you can learn almost anything. So... Jennifer has the idea to give away books. Uh, she noticed that the students that she tutors uh, would ask her to keep the books they were reading together. And she was like, ah, I have to share these with my other students. So I hate it, but I have to say no. So uh, one summer she just had had enough. She was made a goal. I'm going to give away 300 books mm. in the three sets of housing projects where I tutor. And so she did that, that summer she asked neighbors and people at her church for donations but then when she met the goal she wasn't satisfied and at that point she decided to raise the bar to a million books wow jennifer started collecting donations and buying books out of her own pocket and every year she gives a book to each student at her local elementary school she also distributes uh all across danville uh there are 16 of those little tiny standalone libraries that you see every here and there um she keeps them stocked she also leaves books on picnic tables and at laundromats she 
said, by now, a lot of people know the book lady has been there. That's cute. Uh, she says her community has uh, rallied to support her goal, often uh, comes home to have, you know, see these boxes of donated books on her porch. Uh, Jennifer also teaches creative writing and she holds a book club at the local jail. So far, Jennifer and her supporters have given away 63,000 books, mm. and uh, she says she doesn't plan to slow down anytime soon. She says, my goal is to keep doing what I do. The world is full of people who are just complaining. I'm just going to roll up my sleeves and try to do something to help. Nice. So, Good job. The Did, Virginia book lady. I was going to say, can we send books? Like if we have, is oh, there a place? I wonder. I wonder. If Dan we could Bill, get involved Virginia. and send, because I have a lot of books. That Time to Google search, home. Kathy. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'll go next, and my Tell Me Something Good uh, sends us to the city of brotherly love, but this time I'm going to share a Tell Me Something Good that's maybe more about motherly love, more specifically the love of one self-proclaimed mama's boy. Uh, His name is Dustin. He takes really good care of his mom. Uh, cooking breakfast for every morning is just an example of all the things that he does for her. But uh, his mother, Gloria, actually was diagnosed with terminal bladder cancer last year. Uh, And while that's a difficult thing, she did have one request of what she wanted to do with her time uh, left. She wants to go on a big trip to see the pyramids in Egypt. Wow. Uh, Yeah, right? Uh, So Dustin wanted to make that happen, not only for her, but also the other 14 members of his family. But being a middle school teacher, that's just not going to cut it with the bills on that. So he decided to his kitchen and his mom's cheesesteak sandwich recipe Mm. to make a difference. So he started cooking up all these sandwiches, selling them to friends and family. And pretty soon he saw people that he'd never met before showing up, parking cars outside, uh, wanting to buy them as well. Just saying things like, hey, get your mom to Egypt. This is Mm. a great thing. Uh, The story went bananas on social media and soon there were cars lined up around the block and it only took six weeks and he was able to raise more than enough for the trip, uh, $18,000 total. Wow. I love what he says. He says, if she would have asked to go to the moon, I would have made that happen as well. Aww. So he really does love his mother. <laughs> the trip is planned for later this year, but she says the love is overwhelming. Cleopatra never had it this good. Wow. So, love that story. That's awesome. I love that. And I love that he does not mind being called a mama's boy. No. Like, there's something Wait. special about it. It'll be that. interesting to see, like, the part two of this. Like, I'm sure we'll get a follow-up once they do take right. the trip mm-hmm. and see how things went. And I love so. that he wasn't like, it's just not going to be me and mom going. Like, the whole family has to go. Yeah. Yeah. This has to be a thing for all of us. And he rolled up his sleeves and did the work. All right. Well, we know that crime does not pay. However, if you do enough crimes over time, you might get paid for it. (laughs) Especially if you're a dog. There is a dog in North Carolina. His name is Sisu, I think. And he kept like just wandering around this neighborhood and he would find himself inside Dollar General. He would walk into the Dollar General, he would grab this one purple unicorn stuffed animal, and he would take it out of the store. He did this five different times. This one stuffed animal, they would go out, get it from him, and bring it back inside and say, you can't do this. And finally, they ended up calling animal control. Like, this dog has escaped from somewhere. We need this remedied and so they took the dog in the person who rescued the dog and brought it to the animal shelter is like this dog just needs the stuffed animal they didn't know what the attachment was to it they couldn't quite understand why that one particular Mm -hmm. stuffed animal but the animal control person went to the dollar general purchased it brought it to the animal shelter and the dog was super excited to be (laughs) able to have this stuffed animal like they they weren't sure like maybe the house it came from had an animal Uh like that or something Um, but the 
the good news of all this is that the story just kind of blew up over social media because people loved the whole like the dog just knew what it wanted and it went in and got it. And so the day after it went like on TV, the dog was adopted and got to take the stuffed animal, of course, with him. So, you know, centuries ago, there's a certain breed of dog that was actually bred to you know, like like sheep dogs <laughs> with unicorns to corral unicorns <laughs> before yeah. they became before they turned into rhinoceroses. Right. <laughs> so I wonder if there's still a little bit of that instinct. In I it. would also like to use this opportunity to start my new platform. If I run for president, um, it is no longer going to be called Dollar General. Dollar in general is, I think, the proper name for this place. <laughs> yeah, right. It's not a true dollar no. store. There's right. stuff in there of all different price points. Yes. So I think Dollar in general uh-huh. is probably mm. a better idea. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've thought that too. I'm like, yeah, some dollars. Uh, right, right. Plural. <laughs> yes. All right. So my story is, um, I don't know where it's, oh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma is where we're finding the story. Andrea Lessing, a Goodwill store associate, was sorting through some clothes, uh, looking for rips and stains when she saw a stack of $100 bills. And she figured, oh, they got to be fake. So, you know, she was like not too excited, but as it turns out, they were absolutely legit and they totaled $42,000. Mm. And so her first thought was like, ooh, I could give my six-year-old a pretty epic birthday party. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say think? so. Like, he <laughs> yeah. could do that for a lot less. But anyway, and also college. But she knew the right thing to do was to turn in the money. So she turned it in and they were able to track down the owner thanks to some identifiable documentation that was bundled with the money inside. And the owners who had forgotten about the money. What? Yeah, I know. They gave Andrea $1,000 for her honesty and integrity, Mm. which will indeed provide a pretty good shindig for her six-year-old. And this was reportedly um, the largest cash find in Oklahoma Goodwill history, I would think, yeah. And it ranks among the top fines for Goodwill internationally. So, to yeah, see, I didn't even realize it was gone. Yeah. Well, like, if I lose $42, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Yeah. It does sound like a lot, 42000 but that's not going to get you much whale vomit. I mean, no. right? You know, like, <laughs> all you got to do is go to <laughs> Thailand, trip on a rock. Wow. Yeah. A lot of these stories that we hear of the people, they were able to return the money. Like, how? When I drop stuff off at Goodwill, it's in a garbage bag. Right. And just, I here, know. take it. I'm out. I don't get a receipt. Nope. All I know is next time I'm wrapping money up and sticking it in my closet, I'm always oh, putting put my name, name tag on there. You yeah, go. Put so business card. Come back Do you <laughs> often wrap up money? and stick it in your closet? I'll never never tell. I'll never tell. Next time you go out of town, I'd be happy to house sit. (laughs) I'm just going to be shopping at Goodwill a lot more. That's all I'm Sir, please stop checking the pockets. You either need to buy it or be done. Right. Well, as always, we do appreciate you listening to WCSG Backstage. Uh, You can help with the success of the WCSG Backstage podcast by rating, subscribing, and sharing with your friends. And every show, we close things out with a deep cut. We've come to that moment. It's a song that uh, one of us really likes, and we want to share with you. Jeremy, what did you bring us? Well, I I actually found this song when I was looking for an intro segment for our last episode. I thought you were going to say at Goodwill. Nope. (laughs) At Goodwill, it was 
was wrapped up between some sweaters. It was on an old eight track. Uh, in getting ready for the last episode, I was trying to find a song that would help us uh, get into our segment talking about the highs and lows of our pandemic. And just Google that. Happened to run across a song from Hillsong Young and Freed called mm. Highs and Lows. Mm. Huh. And I did end up using a clip of the song. So if you listen to the previous episode, you know a little bit of it. But as I've listened to it more and more over the last uh, couple of weeks, it's just a really great song. It speaks to you know God just being with us wherever mm. we feel, if he's near, far. Uh, just uh, here's some of the opening verses. Um, when it feels like the dark lingers longer than the night, when the shadow feels like giants, are you chasing me down? Tell me where could I run from your light? Where could I hide? Hemmed within your precious thoughts, there's no hiding from your love. And I know at church there's been this recurring theme over the past several weeks about being honest with God when we're struggling and when God feels far, that we can lean on the times where he was close and also just take solace in the promise that he's there with us. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like this is just a good song for the season and thought it might be a good help for somebody who's maybe going through something difficult right now. Cool. So there you go. I'm Jeremy. I'm Amanda. I'm Steve. I'm Kathy. And this is WCSG Backstage. When it feels like the dark lingers longer than the night. When the shadows feel like giants. Are you chasing me down? Tell me where could I run from your light? Where could I hide? Hands within your precious thoughts. There's no hiding from your love. Highs and lows, lows you. Should I fall? Closer to your heart 